Welcome everyone. Thanks for joining the Society for Clinical Research sites for SCRS Talks, where we have our global impact partners take a few minutes to address an issue of site concern. In this installment, we're going to speak with Netta Bendelak, the Senior Director of Strategy for 4G Clinical, to give us a quick update on the issue of sponsors transitioning to direct-to-patient trials. And before we get started, I'll let uh, Netta introduce herself and tell, every, tell you all what she does and what 4G does. How are you doing, Netta? Hi, thank you very much. Um, so thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Netta. Uh, I have a lot of experience at the sponsor side, leading clinical supply chain units, um, and I joined 4G two years ago. At 4G, um, we are uh, developing randomization and trial supply management for the global life science industry, uh, offering a cloud-based solution that is 100% configurable and flexible um, by utilizing natural language processing, NLP. Okay. In addition, we're also having um, other products like uh, supply forecasting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for, for joining us uh, for a few minutes here and for taking some time to answer questions about direct-to-patient models. Uh, so before we get started, so for those listening, in an effort to ensure clinical trial continuity, uh, in the midst of COVID-19, more and more sponsors are moving towards direct-to-patient models to ensure patient access to medications. So in order for sites to adequately prepare for this new approach, it's imperative to understand current trends and challenges as sponsors are approaching these models differently depending on their study and supply chain considerations. So Nessa, before you begin into the first question, let everybody know what the direct-to-patient model is. Absolutely. So uh, direct-to-patient is part of decentralized clinical trials. Um, what it aims to do is basically ship the medication or other ancillaries and uh, required materials to the patient, to the patient home directly, uh, to allow the patient to stay at home, um, specifically also in light of the pandemic we're on, this is very much needed. And um, instead of them coming to the site to receive the medication and be administered, they can receive it uh, at their home, at their convenience. Um, okay. And we have different methods for direct to patient. It can be depot to patient or site to patient, where it's shipped from the depot to the patient home or from the site to the patient home. Okay. And, and what trends and challenges are you seeing uh, being experienced by clinical trial sponsors that are moving towards this direct-to-patient approach uh, as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? And what should sites be aware of? Um, so to, to ensure treatment continuity in light of COVID-19, where many patients are not able to go to the clinic, we're seeing more and more sponsors move towards the site-to-patient model where the drug is sent directly from the clinical site to the patient home. There are other options uh, in case sites are closed to ship directly from the depot, but shipping site to patient is easier to implement at sites and by sponsor and much more accepted in most countries in US and Europe. Uh, there are many challenges switching um, direct to patient in the middle of an ongoing study. 
first of all, the protocol will need to be amended, uh, submitted, and all study staff must be trained on the new changes. It should include a strategy and a risk mapping, making sure patient safety is not compromised, and of course, complying with uh, regulations. Regulations are particularly challenging because in each country, the rules are different. They keep changing on a daily basis to cope with the pandemic. Some may be valid for a limited time. Some may require additional procedures. Uh, for clinical sites, when executing DTP, the principal investigator is ultimately responsible for ensuring the patient receives medication at home, gets proper training, and would know how to self-administer the drug. This is a big responsibility and may be complicated when the drug uh, delivery is not simple. Also, processing the shipment of dispensed kits to patients would include packing, coordination with the courier to pick up, collecting the patient information, and passing it to the courier, and this is set for each patient for each visit. And once it arrives, then a virtual visit will take place using um, the phone or videos. Uh, so it's uh, very challenging to get all those processes together and, and move fast in order to, to allow the treatment continuity for patients. Okay. And so uh, you used um, the, the shortcut DTP. So this, is this a new, this is a new kind of abbreviation we've got now, don't we? DTP. Oh, yeah, yeah. You will hear that a lot. Yeah. So how should sites um, prepare to go towards this new model? So do they have to make new SOPs and things like that? Yes, absolutely. So sites should have SOPs in place to describe how DTP will work. Uh, SOPs surrounding remote monitoring visits, uh, virtual patient visits, managing also deviation logs for which procedures were completed or skipped, as well as uh, consenting patients to collect their PHI, the patient health information, which means their address, their name or caregiver name, uh, their phone and email, and then passing it to another vendor to handle shipments. Uh, new aspects sites should think of include how they should contact the patient. Is it uh, enough to contact them by phone or do they need a video or specific telemedicine devices? Uh, should the patient take pictures? Um, which of the procedures the investigator can ask the patient to perform and, and which will be deviated. Sign also need to think about how to ensure the patient receives the right training via virtual visit to safety administer the drug, uh, understand if there are risks associated and how they can be mitigated. Okay. And, and what impact do you see this happening, this, this DTP, directed patient model, having at the site level, good and bad? Mm, from, from what we hear today, direct-to-patient is here to stay. Even after the pandemic, clinical trials will continue to have uh, DTP visits direct-to-patient. It will require different drug handling. Sites will have different processes for in-clinic visits and remote visits. It will become the standard. Um, and it's a very patient-centric way of operating a clinical trial. It will also change the communication with patients, less patient FaceTime and more virtual interactions. You can look at it as good and bad, and, and new ways for patient engagement will be found eventually. 
more more involvement with technology. Um, no one can escape from that. Videos to explain the method of administration, procedures to mitigate risks related to the product. Um, site and patient will shift and move to a new era where, where this will become the new normal. In the long future, I think patients will become much more active as well in clinical trials. All right. Well, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is this is all new, and uh, we've uh, we, as you can imagine, the sites are learning and have learned an awful lot about this um, uh, over the last year, but really in the last month. So this is becoming a very uh, front burner kind of topic for everyone. Um, and and anything else before we we before we close out? Any advice or anything for sites or for the industry? Uh, site needs to raise their voices more even than today. Um, having them say those things are very much important, uh, especially now when their involvement is much more in-depth um, with the DTP. So, yeah, speak up and, and let the sponsors know your concerns. This is the time. Okay, I totally agree, and that's that's what the society is is here to help everybody do. Um, well, thanks very much for the the, the quick uh, news update. We appreciate it. Uh, for all of you listening, uh, 4G, uh, you can learn more about them at 4G, uh, 4GClinical.com, right? Correct. Uh, number four, letter G, clinical.com. Uh, they're a GIP of the society, and we, we enjoy working with them and have for quite a while. So everyone, as we sign out, be sure to register for upcoming webinars and discussions as part of um, all of our educational offerings at myscrs.org. You can visit our learning campus. Uh, check out the SCRS Insight Journal. We publish that quarterly for members. You can find that in the members section of our website. We appreciate 4G's participation in today's SCRS Talks installment. And we look for having uh, you all join us for more great content this year. Thanks very much. And thank you very much, Netta. Thank you.